0: Crew, this is Mark Haddenmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Uh, My wife just informed me that this little old podcast is exactly one year old. So happy birthday, podcast. We love you. You're taking your first baby steps. Today's topic, let's talk about you can't run from a gun. Or can you? Uh, now this is taken from our book uh, No Second Chance, um, which is primarily there's yeah there's a bunch of photos in there about how to's and you know what to do against this and all that, but that was almost uh, added as an afterthought, a kicking and scre- uh, screaming. The publisher wanted something like that. I intended the entire book to be meaty, more about the mindset, everything about behind why we do what we do, and less about the how to. For the how to, I w- would really recommend you for the street aspect. Go look at our three uh, volume. Uh, uh, series on uh, street defense over there at ExtremeSelfProtection.com. But for the book, though, for the mindset behind what we do, some of the questions of uh, what if, what if, what if, or why, 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 that's the book. The book's No Second Chance Again, website, www.ExtremeSelfProtection.com now let's kind of dig in a little bit we always advocate running whenever possible flight 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 over fight and if you can't uh, flee then you must uh, try and find equalizer and that equalizer is whether it's something that you're carrying uh, whether it's a concealed carry it's a knife and you can't find that you can go to improvise again as we always say if you're unless you're in it, a padded cell in an insane asylum if you're even allowed to say that anymore there's likely something in your environment that you can use to help aid or a bet to get back to the the fleeing path. Again, we want to improvise like Jackie Chan in Police Story 2 and take off and uh, just uh, put as many obstacles between you and your assailant as you can. And then failing that, then you face, then you do stuff. Often we reverse that causal error. We go, here's what you do when something happens. And we, how seldom, all of us here, this self-defense is meant to be this last-ditch effort. And yet, for the most part, we spend most of our time training the last-ditch. And how many times have you seen people out there doing wind sprints or doing uh, interesting ways to climb a scale, go out windows or whatever? If we were really serious about just the absolute self-defense aspect, we'd be teaching people how to flee very, very well in all sorts of situations and how to be very good uh, weapon improvisers. But let's get back to uh, today's topic, which again, as uh, we often hear, you can't run from a gun. This is what comes to uh, so much of the lockdown advice, and most of the lockdown advice we have to keep in mind is uh, whether we see this the horrible situations we have in school. I mean, it's, you know, it's 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 a damn shame that we even have to explore such possibilities uh, you know to lock the kids down, and then uh, whether it's uh, stadiums or concert venues, they'll have the same sort of kind of lockdown protocols if something uh, goes awry. Uh, but this is really more of a CYA, a cover your ass. Uh, uh, protocol, thinking we want to know where everyone is so we can uh, have a roll call later on and get everyone all rounded up. Because I want you to think about this. If this exact same school, if the fire Drill bell went off. We get the kids out of the building. In your own home, the smoke alarm goes off. You get your family out. You don't uh, sit around and think, Hey, everybody, sit tight here in this one safe spot until the pros get here. We do want the pros to be there, but we also want to be as far away from the flames or from the assailants, the predators, the dangers as we can. So uh, I'm here to say, and maybe this is wrong in some eyes, if uh, I don't care what an authority says about we should lock down and sit tight, I'm going to say, Nah. You got to get out. You got to move. You got to run. You got to get away from danger. I'm not sure how we're supposedly subverting the wisdom of evolution. All animals say, hey, danger. Let's take off. Let's get out of here. And we should behave the same way. We're reasoning. It was not even reasoning at all. We're just going the wrong way. But let's go uh, to the gun. Uh, some will hear the uh, flea no matter what advice and cock an eyebrow asking, can you always run, Mark? I mean, even if they have a gun. Yeah, you're right to be skeptical, after all, a gun does seem to be the great equalizer, able to inflict grievous harm upon us even at a distance. So what do we do when we encounter a gun? Well, sorry to be the proverbial broken record, but... You run, okay. Now let me offer the following information to make your choice to run, no matter what. A bit more confident. Now, all these are taken from the Uniform Crime Reporting stats. Uh, and again, these are compiled by uh, you know the FBI. <laughs> Whether you have, uh, I know some people have less faith in such an organization lately, but it's but my way of thinking. Uh, no matter how many you know, dings or whatever we want to throw it again, it's still the best uh, what we got going right now. So might as well listen to what we got there. And again, they're compiling these stats from law enforcement uh, agencies all across the country to find out what's going on. Now, keep in mind the stats. I'm going to round all these stats to uh, uh, nice, uh, even numbers, not giving any points or decimals on this so we can kind of keep our head wrapped around it and not get caught up in the numbers here. And again, uh, from the UCR, here we go. Under 5% of armed robbers utilizing a firearm fire the weapon. We hear that? Now, under 5% of armed robbers utilizing a firearm fire the weapon. Now, those are good odds to run. Okay. Now, it doesn't mean you have to resist or they're not going to rob you. I mean, the intent is there to, uh, to uh, do that. We can antagonize them if we want. Say, no, well, i got a five under 5% you know, fire, so I'm not going to give them the money. Now, let's uh, maybe you move it into not giving the money because you're getting really resistant with it. Remember, life over property. Always toss the wallet, toss the purse, say, there you go, you take off. They should hopefully, if it was only robbery, they're going to be spending all their time gathering up the property and go, oh, that was easy. You're already gone and you're out of there. If they decide to shoot you once you throw the property, down then they aren't an armed robber they are a murderer so uh, it's a completely different crime a completely different aspect so your job again is if under five percent just want the money i mean under five percent are firing just give them the money get off I mean, run 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 don't give them and then we'll stick around and wait and negotiate or see what's next toss the property get the hell out of there and keep in mind again those who do fire the guns are not armed robbers but murderers or attempted murderers and again i advise you to run for murderers right Now, what about those victims who are fired upon? What did the stats say about that? 10% of those 5% who were fired upon, 10% of the fired upon victims of armed robbery are murdered. All right. 10%. This scenario brings us to a 10% chance at escalated violence that requires you to put distance between you and the gun. The odds favor running in either case. So you stay with me. Keep those numbers in your head. 10% of the fired upon victims of armed robbery are murdered, all right? Again, run. Put the distance in there. Those 10% who were murdered are shot at point-blank range. Again, another reason to put distance between you and them. If there's a chance to be fired upon, where do you want to be? You want to be six feet away, three feet away, ten yards away, a football field away, or already back home on the couch watching Netflix, all right? Firearms require accuracy. The greater the distance, the less the chance for accuracy. If you've ever been to a firing range, think about this. It's designated there. Everything's set up to make you look as good as you can. And you're getting to be calm and sight down the line. And there you go. And how many of us hit that bullseye every single time? All right. Now, as a rule, criminals have not participated in a firearm familiarization course. All right. Adrenaline decreases accuracy in anything. For all of us, trained or not, adrenaline does secrete in the execution of a crime. People don't walk into crimes feeling completely calm and hunky-dory. There will be adrenaline secretion. Accuracy will go down. So let's keep this in mind. This equation here. Distance. Distance between you and the assailant plus adrenaline plus low probability of rigorous firearms instruction for the predator equals run. R-U-N. Capital letters. Get the hell out of there. Now, here's another number. Four percent. Revel in that number for a moment. Four percent. That is in an informal police department estimate of the percentage that gun-wielding predators hit their targets. Four percent. These are police officers, police departments across the nation saying this is the number that actually hit from the assailant side. Now say 4% is definitely in the run column. Why would you make it easy? If you realize they're most are they're missing, why would you run towards it making it easier? Why would you stay stock still like a target at the firing range, making it easier? Here's another number to revel in. Four shots fired per hit. Now, what is that? This is the national average for law enforcement, citizens, and predators engaged in gun battle. That is a four-to-one ratio. Again, four shots are fired per hit. So there's way more missing than hitting going on, again, because of the adrenaline aspect. And we want to be a hard target. We want to be out of this. So get this. The distance and these gun confrontations, most gun confrontations, keep this in mind, three to nine feet so we are wanting to get the hell out of there. We want to increase distance wherever possible, and that's where running and fleeing and comes into the, to the game. We do want to run towards and think we're going to do our coolest Krav Maga uh, gun disarm ever. We don't start drop into a Filipino stripping uh, I- immediately. We want to get the hell out of there. The distance, again, in these confrontations, three to nine feet. That's the average distance. Three to nine feet and four shots fired per hit overall, again, gives heft to the advice to run no matter what. Distance is not just your friend friend. friend, it is your life-saving bestest friend ever. It's your best disarm that ever existed in the entire world. Okay. One inch per yard. What's that number? That is the spread of double odd buck ammunition fired from a shotgun, one inch per yard. Now, film and television depictions lead us to believe that the ammunition dispersal from a shotgun would rule against running, but the one inch per yard figure, combined with the four shots fired per hit, leads us again to put distance between and your gun-wielding attacker, no matter what. The closer you are to even a shotgun, the more impact and horribleness is going to be. The greater the distance, the greater chance for survival. From point-blank range to 10 feet, it seldom matters what is being fired. From point-blank range to 10 feet, it seldom matters. You want to have the distance. You want to take off. I know in the current day with the uh, uh, semi-autos or automatic weaponry, when we're, people can pretty much you know pray and spray, uh, there's much easier... Ch- uh, the odds go back to being easier... To being hit. That's what allows people to mow people down. But some of this is also we have a tendency to, to we log people down as a policy, makes zero sense. And we also uh, we freeze up. And I completely get that. We all do. We're all out there trying to have a nice, wonderful, law-abiding, gentle day because that's what we are. We're all, you know, we're not predators. We don't get up in the morning and think to ourselves, Yeah, I think I'll go out there and murder someone. We we're not those human beings. We're good folk. We're we're prey animals. No matter what, no matter what you think, even when you are going to be ready, you're a prey animal. You're you're an antelope at the watering hole. You're a fine animal. there enjoying yourself when something happens you're the one has to assess and respond to something we never make the first choice someone else is making that choice for us and so we have to react well and flight and distance is always what's going to be in our favor again the two biggest factors in determining gunshot accuracy and or wounding severity are distance the closer the distance the greater the accuracy and the greater of the wounding all right so we've got to increase that distance now, now, but what of knife-wielding attackers? We'll do more of this later on another day, but keep this in mind. But what of knife-wielding attackers? An assailant, according to the stats, an assailant wielding a knife is more likely to use that than those who use guns. Far more likely. How much more so? 21% of the time. Now, that's way, way higher. But well, keep in mind, a knife is a close-range weapon. Again, distance is your friend you run versus the gun you, you run versus the knife you run versus the frat boy's fist no matter what you got to be at it and then please consider this information carefully and see that as daunting as defying a weapon wielding predator may seem running is your absolute best self-defense no matter what now, with that said, do we cover some uh, w- defense against weapons? Sure. That's what the uh, the three-volume street defense program I talked about. In the Black Box Project we will actually be going through uh, more weapons work as well, actually, from the historical record, because uh, with all the counting coup and getting mighty, mighty close and on top of things, there, there is a good deal of weapons uh, uh, muffling, I guess you would say, uh, in there. But even here, we've got to keep in mind, what is the mindset while we're doing it? These are historical recreations. These are last-ditch efforts. And the training time spent on these should uh, always uh, be bounced out by thinking, run, run, distance, run, don't freeze, don't lock down, get the hell out of there. Now, with that said, uh, we got the Ruffle and Tumble Boot Camp coming up uh, this very weekend. Hopefully, if you can come out and play with us. If not, the uh, main thing out of this particular one, uh, one year into it, many of you out there listening, I really appreciate that. So, like, support, subscribe to the podcast, and hopefully you find this information